Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's great to have a dishwasher. But sometimes you just want to put on rubber gloves and stick your hands and and then notice that there's corn in the sink that you want to wash down the drain. And no matter how much water you pour in the different places to try and get the stream to move the corn into the hole, it just will not go no matter what. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Good to be back after our week off. Um, I think I'm developing late in life hay fever. I've never heard of that. Is that a thing? Well, I'm, I'm getting very sniffly and like feeling like I've got a summer cold a lot of the time. And here's the thing. I think I'm somebody who it is always surprising to people that I don't have hay fever to begin with. Oh, because it's like a sickly thing to have. Yeah, you, you know, know, like before I wore glasses, I think... I just seem like the kind of kid who should wear glasses and then ended up wearing... I mean, there are lots of things about it. People expect me to be left-handed, right, right. for example. Well, you won't be surprised it, to hear that I had hay fever so badly as a kid that I had to stay in at playtime, <laughs> honestly. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> Special permission to stay indoors during... Mm-hmm. It's like my wife always said to me, when we had fertility problems, she said, well, you know, to be fair, you do seem like the type <laughs> to have weak sperm. And I just think there are these various characters. I mean, I know they're not personality traits, as such, mm-hmm. but I, I just think I seem like the hay fever type. So finally, I've sort of oh. grown into myself is how I'm trying to see it. That's good. Um, so the the reason we weren't here last week is I went away. I took my three year old son on holiday to Sweden, and it was fantastic because I didn't have to pay for accommodation mm-hmm. uh, because my friends uh, have a flat in Stockholm and they were away on holiday, so they said you can stay in our flat, which which I did. Um, let me just let me just tell you something that, uh, that struck me as slightly off. Mm. So my friend whose flight was sent me a text message saying, "Oh, just to let you know, I've left towels out for you." Okay. So I get there, and I mean their flat is just impeccable. It's one of these places that whenever I go there, I, I just feel deep envy about their life. It's so nice, um, and sure enough, on the the end of the bed that where I'll be sleeping, mm. there's a pile of towels. Mm-hmm. And on the end of the bed where my son is sleeping, there's a pile of towels. Okay. Very thoughtful of them. Yeah, that's lovely. Also in the house is, is their towels just sort of hung up on towel racks. Right. Right? The towels they are using for themselves, 
significantly nicer than the ones they've left out for us. Oh, they're giving you the manky ones. Yes. They don't want they don't want your, your body touching their ones. That's what it felt like. <laughs> no. That's what it felt like, yeah. So so their towels, you know, they were sort of deluxe plump towels that looked like they could be out of an interior design magazine. Right. And the the ones they'd left out for us looked like they were stolen from a travel lodge. <laughs> Right, very thin, I'm guessing. Very thin yeah, yeah. and and well used as well. You know, they were white towels, but they'd taken on a greyish hue. They were the ones that they, they were theirs and then they got old and then they put them for the guests. Exactly. Like the pillows. Exactly. You spoke about that before. Did you check your pillows? I didn't, I should have I done. bet they were stained and lumpy underneath that pillowcase. <laughs> well, they, they were also the people, I've told this on the podcast a long time ago, I think, but I used to stay with them quite regularly. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I am a nudie doody when it comes to sleeping. I, I sleep in the in the nude. Mm. And then one year on either my birthday or Christmas, they bought me a present, mm. and it was a, a pair of kind of pajamary boxer shorts. Right. They went, oh, we got you these. You know, they're all the rage in Australia, just kind of wearing around the house and sleeping in. And I felt they were giving me some kind of message that they didn't want my naked body <laughs> touching their sheets. Well. Yeah, yeah. All, all their towels. Well, it that turns ex- out. exactly, yeah. exactly. So there was that, and then uh, another thing happened too, which which left me feeling slight slighted, uh, which wasn't to do with them, but it was to do with my friend Soraya, who I went to visit. Now Soraya is the one that, if you've listened to podcasts for a long time, uh, in the early days, she was the one who was going to New York for a few weeks, and she asked me for some recommendations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave her all these recommendations, mm. and then. I saw from her incessant posting on Instagram that she didn't go to a single one of the places that I'd recommended. Yeah, remember that, yeah. Okay. So when I first met Soraya years and years ago, you know, we got chatting about things we like, like like you do with people. Mm. And and something I do, because I'm a great guy, is when I chat to somebody and it turns out like there's something I love that I think they'll love that they haven't seen or read or whatever, then I, I tend to just sort of buy it for them on Amazon and send it to them. Mm. So Soraya uh, invited me around to see her new flat in Stockholm. So I go over to see it. She makes me a lovely lunch. As I'm sort of like looking around the flat, I see on the bookshelf these DVDs that I'd bought her when we first met 10 years ago or whatever it would be more than. Mm. Still in the cellophane. No. Yeah. Oh, that hurt a bit. Yes. Oh, she could at least take the cellophane. I off. know. I know. But I like how you checked. <laughs> Did you have a quick scan? Like, where's my one? Oh, they're in the cellophane. Yes. If they if they didn't, you've opened up and checked for fingerprints. Check the I would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were younger, this show was just getting going. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port with you now in your old age. I'll tell you what, that would be a good subject to get some email in on perceived slights. Oh, yes. Ways in yeah. which you think people have wronged you. <laughs> um, uh, do send your stories in. As ever, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay, the first one is from Mark. A little bit of information about him first. Which yes, please. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He's a late joiner. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Up to episode 38 at the moment. Okay. And has recruited... His wife, Tracy, is a new listener. Oh, Mark. And it's Tracy's first podcast. 
is that right? Yeah. I love it when it's somebody's first podcast because yeah. it's like they don't understand how good podcasts can be <laughs> and they think this is, oh, I suppose yeah. this is it. Right. suppose I should listen mm. to a podcast. It's 2019 yeah. and all that. Yeah. But, They're know, not they, very good. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, you know, I suppose I should listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. Okay, so here's his story. I'm writing about an accidental racism event that happened a few years ago whilst I was living and working down south. I am a police officer and in the late 1990s, I was still on uniform patrol. I was between calls and driving around an area not known for its great relations with the police. I happened upon a small group of children playing in a dead end area. Not quite a cul-de-sac, it wasn't that sort of area, but rather the area immediately behind a housing development where the garages and lockups were. The kids looked excited, in a good way, to see a police car and waved at me. So I returned the wave, slowed to a stop and turned on my blue lights. This escalated the excitement and by now all of the group were becoming interested, some even drifting over towards me. I wound down my window and started the conversation that I imagined the local Bobby might have with kids on a school visit. How are you all doing? What have you been up to? What do you want to be when you grow up? These sort of things. One kid asked me if I'd ever arrested anyone. Another asked me if I carried a gun. Another whether my car had a siren. It did, so naturally I gave a short blast for their amusement. I then got a call on my radio and had to leave and started to say my goodbyes. Some of the kids waved and I remember that one did a sort of cowboy shooting action using his index fingers and thumbs, a two-handed rootin' tootin' sort of action. <laughs> I turned my car around in the space available and slowly passed quite close by to the group as I was exiting. I decided to return the playful gesture by slowing as I went past the kids and shooting back at them, this time using a two-handed rifle technique with one hand extended out of the window, whilst the other was steadying the wheel and simultaneously being the imaginary trigger. I drove off to my next job, feeling quite happy about my community relations exercise before immersing myself back into the world of crime and disorder. Next day at work, I was taken aside by my inspector and asked about an incident that had been reported to professional standards where a white officer had driven slowly past a group uh, of children appeared to point at a black child pretend to uh, shoot him and then drive off oh no needs to say that took some explaining oh god oh god Mark. i know oh yeah your head is in your hands <laughs> okay let's move on then this is from Elizabeth. I have the opposite issue from one discussed on the most recent podcast. My hairdresser asks all the same questions, but remembers none of my answers from the eight weeks before. This wouldn't be an issue, except there is somewhat of a language barrier and I'm a drifter. One question that he always asks is what I do for work. And I say something like I work in the theatre, making costumes and wigs, working with the actors as well. This is a bit long winded, though. So I once responded to the barber with a simple, I do costumes for theatre. With the language barrier and both of our accents, I'm from the southern US but live in Chicago, he somehow heard me say that I design furniture and I didn't realise until the second or third follow-up question. So, of course, rather than trying to correct the misunderstanding, I just pretended to be a furniture designer for the next half hour with vague <laughs> answers and attempts to change the subject to anything else. Miraculously, the next time I went in, he asked again what it was I did and I was able to convey the correct job in theatre, seemingly without any reference to my brief stint as a furniture designer. <laughs> <laughs> Months more and all the other sm small miseries of small talk finally led to me give up on the whole thing and I've now been cutting my own hair for almost a year. I still get compliments, I'm saving loads of money and I haven't had to explain my non-existent design aesthetic for chairs since. That should be called the drifter cut. <laughs> 
Yes. If people yeah. start cutting their own hair to avoid small cuts. It, it seems this happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and this final one is from the Grand Duke Andrew. Um, this has got swearing in it, um, but we won't beep it. I'll just do like the the... the I'll allude to it in the F way rather than the, the full-blown way. Oh, so you just say F? Yes, Right, exactly. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. pre-warning yes, anyone okay. of the extremely sensitive disposition. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, this is about, and you asked about this, I think, last week or the week before, when drifters snap. This is about an uncharacteristic, expletive-filled tirade by my nan. An archetypal drifter, you couldn't have met a nicer, kinder, gentler person. But she also became more sensitive as she got towards the end of her life and thought that people were always trying to take advantage of her good nature. Once she was walking into M&S with my mum, she stopped and held the door for someone behind her. And then someone else. And then another person. And a steady stream of people were coming through the open door and she couldn't let go without risking it swinging into someone. At a certain point, she must have reached her limit and this sweet old lady said, What am I? An effing doorman? Do you think I'm an effing doorman? People are always effing doing this. <laughs> My mum tried to tactfully lead her away, suggesting maybe she could stop swearing in the middle of Marks and Spencers. No, people are always effing telling me what to do. I will swear if I effing like. F, 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 F. <laughs> My mum quietly walked away. <laughs> P.S. My nan also once sat on a fold-out bed, which folded on her completely. My mum couldn't help because she was laughing too much. Has that ever happened to anybody else outside of a cartoon? <laughs> uh, please share your stories. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Welcome to the main module of the show with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a programme called Adrift. Can you get with it yet? Annabelle, I'm ready for a way in which you're not a fully functioning adult. Part 24. When I should have said something but kept quiet, also known as confrontation part three, and also neighbours that I've had part, I don't know, 86 or something. So firstly, the first one is my neighbour when I lived in Bow in East London. I lived in an ex-council flat and I've mentioned before my elderly next door neighbour who once told me about her husband's death in great detail, including a reenactment of the death rattled, followed by her saying, and that was the best day of my life. <laughs> now, she was very, very, very lovely to me, in part, I think, because I'm white. Because as it turned out, she was extremely racist. Now, I got an inkling of this when she complained to me once about how the street we lived on used to have six pubs and now there was only one and then punctuated this complaint with just one word, Muslims. I got my first inkling then. Sometimes people find it hard when the area around them changes over the years. But sometimes you have to think... Was it so great before? And in this instance, I'm not sure that six pubs on one road, a road, incidentally, that's only 400 metres long, is such a great thing. I do wonder if she exaggerated about these six pubs. And also, she never, ever went in that one pub that was still open, ever. The only place I knew that she ever went to was the bakery, Percy Inglane. So this is my first inkling. I'd always thought it was called Percy Ingalls. Oh, I have no idea. No, I'm sure you're no, right. I'm sure you're, you're right. From down south. No, no, we I don't have them up north. As that, can I say that's the first time I've ever said it out loud? So <laughs> you're I have, so posh. I have no. <laughs> like, all I'm saying is, like, I, I walked past one today as it happens, and it doesn't look like the kind of place <laughs> that would have a French pronunciation. <laughs> 
got an S on the end. Well, even if it hasn't, I mean, it right, right. definitely looks more like Percy Engel. You're than so it does right. Percy yeah. Anglais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're quite right. You're quite right. I mean, there's no accent. No, no. Above the E. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's move on. It, it, this gets bad, by the way. I'm just warning you now. This I mean, it's bad. already bad. No, it's... no. It, when I say it gets worse, okay. Okay. So I got more than one inkling on the occasion that we both happened to leave our flats at the same time and we were both going to the bus stop, which is already worst case scenario. But it got so much worse than worst because we were making small talk about the weather, which was her go-to small talk. She always said whenever she saw me, one of two things, depending on the time of year, and they were hot enough for you. And cold enough for you. That was her thing. So we, I respect, I mean, I don't respect the racism, but I respect no. anyone who's got a thing that they always yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So if it was slightly on the warmer side, yeah, hot enough for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's her thing. It's yeah. her thing. So we were talking about whether it was hot enough for me as it was summer. <laughs> and then as we turned into the main road where the bus stop was, she said very loudly, look at um, all these. And then oh, no. just the... A very, very vile, awful, horrendous, racist word. Which was horrendous because, A, some of these people may have heard her say this word. B, she thought it was okay to use this word. C, I was with the person that said this word. D, I then had to wait for a bus with the person who said this word, looking like I'm the kind of person who says this word too. And E, I didn't tell her off or walk away or do anything. And it's one of the things that keeps me up most at night, even though it happened about 15 years ago. I've I've been there, yeah. It's awful. I didn't want to confront her because she lived next door and then I'd have to move and it's really expensive moving. (laughs) I hate myself. I'm going to move on to the second one now. This is my current neighbour. Okay. Is this better? It's different. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's better. So this is my upstairs neighbour. Now, I've mentioned before that he complains about me turning the taps on too loudly, wants me to sign the death warrant of a 300-year-old tree, (laughs) and cuts my hedge in a weird way as he hates our garden as he's very garden proud. But let me tell you, not so house proud, as in his his second bedroom, he just has flattened cardboard boxes up instead of curtains. (laughs) That gives you a bit of insight, by the way. One thing he also does, and has done this the whole eight years I've lived there, is spit chewing gum into my garden. What? Yeah. I'm 100% sure it's him because he's always chewing gum. And you know you can get gum in those little plastic tubs now. And it's your back garden. Yeah, yeah. So no one has access to it apart from you and him. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely him. You know you get those the gum in those little plastic tubs now? Well, he has carrier bags. I mean, carrier bags of these full of the empty ones of these by his back door. (laughs) I don't know why, but my best guess is he's waiting until he's got enough to be able to chop me up into tiny pieces and then fill the little tubs up and dispose of my body so it will never be found. That is my best guess. I saw him behind the wall at the end of his garden last week doing something suspicious looking by the 300-year-old tree and literally my first thought was, oh, he's burying a body. (laughs) Anyway, I've never said a word about the chewing gum, even though it's even more annoying now because it's summer and the gum melts and then my toddler picks it up and gets it all over his clothes and his hands and his hair. But I don't know how to bring it up. Like, what do I say? Oh, you know that gum that you're spitting in my garden? I can't say those words. My boyfriend Tom thought he'd found the solution because he started throwing it up onto our neighbour's balcony, which I didn't have a problem with as it wasn't a face-to-face confrontation. But then I was about to get into my car recently when I noticed that somebody had stuck down my windscreen wipers with the chewing gum. Imagine if I hadn't noticed and it started raining. I did seriously think about the next time I saw him saying, oh God, something terrible's happened. My windscreen wipers were stuck when it was raining and I had a terrible crash and... And Tom died. I honestly thought about doing that to him. Oh, 
Richard. But of course, I've said nothing about he basically tried to kill me and my boyfriend and my son because I believe I deserve to die because of the racist bus stop incident. <laughs> so I just smile and say hello every time I see him. Get with it. Get with it. Get with it. With, 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 with. Get with it. Adrift. Adrift. With Jeff Lloyd. Annabelle Port. Just want to plug a quick thing, uh, which is you, you know I do this show for this radio station Union Jack Radio. Oh yeah, which is a, a lovely radio station. I know sometimes people hear Union Jack and think oh, it's Brexit, Brexit, is it a bit Brexit? A bit Brexit, but it's not Brexit one way or the other. It's just sort of uh, British music and comedy. Mm. They basically saw the opening ceremony to the 2012 Olympics <laughs> and thought, let's turn that into a radio station, um, and then everyone went nuts over Brexit on one side or the other but sort of irrespective of that that's that's not what the radio station is it's British Music and Comedy and I do this show for them uh, called Hometown Glory where I, I take typically comedians but sometimes singers or, or sports people or other famous people on a virtual trip back to their hometown and they tell me about them growing up and uh, they 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 um they, they show me around where they used to hang out and the school they went to and stuff using Google Maps. That's a show I've done for a while now. And um, I've had some great people on this series. Marcus Brigstock sticks out in the mind. He was fantastic. Rosie Jones, Paul Young, oh, Every Time You Go Away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ian Lee, our former oh. colleague. He's an interesting fellow I like very much. Um, anyway, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is I just finished the, the most recent series, Series 3. And for the last episode, we did a special where it was a very, very special guest. Do you want to know who it was? I do. It was me. Oh. I was the guest. So did you interview yourself? No, I, I had to get someone else in to do oh. it. So, um, I mean, we tried a, a lot of professional radio hosts, but, you know, people are busy, people are expensive. So, so we ended up getting an enthusiastic amateur and Ed Miliband, oh. uh, my, my co-host on the other podcast, was, did it. So um, I just wanted to mention that if you fancy listening to that, cause some years ago, Annabelle and I took some of our listeners on a, on a trip around my hometown of mm. Macclesfield. And if you didn't get to come on that trip, it's, it's like being there. In fact, I think the, the subject of that coach trip comes up oh. during the interview. Okay. But if you fancy a guy, me taking you and Ed Miliband on a guided tour of Macclesfield using Google Maps, then uh, that's available now. If you type my name and Hometown Glory into wherever you get this podcast from, you'll be able to find it, as well as all these others. There's pro- I mean, I'm guessing there's probably like 18, 16, 18 of these things. I do a few every now and again. But, um, yeah, so I, t- I thought I'd give that a little plug because that was fun to do. Mm. Although I dare say, if you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance you will have heard many of the stories anyway because you, you have to mind your own life, don't you? Exactly. This, this is the thing. Um, so, so that's available now. And then the other exciting news for you if you are a Patreon subscriber is I have had the files through oh. from the live show that we did in Hebden Bridge. Oh, great. So all I've got to new, do now is just sort of t- tighten them up, do a little bit of editing and, yeah. and package it up. Yeah. Um, so Next I'm, year, do you think? <laughs> no, I, I think, what what date is it? It's the, well, today, as we are now, it's the 16th. As we are now. As oh, I see are. what you mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, uh, my, my commitment to you is first week in August, then. How does that sound? Oh, great. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, so it'll be definitely up by first week in August. So that'll be the next thing. If you support us on Patreon, basically, if you've heard us talk about Patreon, but you never heard the episode where we've explained what it is, it's um, a website which 
hooks up people who create things like us creating i use the word in inverted commas this podcast with with people who support it people who like it well wishers i don't want to use the word fans because it sounds big-headed but and and people can pitch in a little bit of money because you, you know if you like something you spend time with us every week and you think uh, oh, i'm into that thing i, I want to get behind it then you can just pledge a little bit of money every month but you know just a uh, it's always in american dollars for some reason mm-hmm. but you know like a pound or two or five or ten if you're flush but i mean it doesn't matter if it's just a a quid and then it helps us carry on doing the podcasts and um Anyway, so that's what Patreon is, and as we've got various sort of like little incentives to say thank you for supporting us, and uh, the, that, that's coming next, the live show, if you weren't there, and then after that, how's it going with your lover, Tom, taking us on a walk around Snaresbrook and filming Well, it? you asked him, didn't you, and he said yes. So... Yeah, he said you'd never mentioned it to him. No, I still haven't, which still hasn't been discussed, but if he said yes to you, then I reckon we're all good. I do think that sort of the logistics are going to have to be pinned down by you rather than me. Yeah, 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 fine. It'll happen. It's It's weird that you haven't brought it up. Yeah, a little bit weird, isn't it? I mean, what does that say about your relationship? We don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) What if you said to him, like, he could spit in your next five baths? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. If if you are a new listener, I'm not just, like, saying a random thing out of the blue. (laughs) So disgusting and You'll weird. have to support us on Patreon and go to the pay, the 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 the, um, the partners podcast, partners podcast to yeah. find out what I'm talking about yeah. there. But um, anyway, yeah. So that's uh, all, all going to be up on patreoncom stroke adrift. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Computer sounds are awesome. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Adrift. I thought I'd tell you about a terrible stomach-churning thing that happened to me in public the other day. Oh, yes, please. (sighs) (laughs) Took my son to see Toy Story 4. Okay. Man, that is a harrowing film. Is it? I'm not seeing it yet. Oh, God, don't do it. I mean, it's very good, but half an hour later, I was... holding back tears so that I wouldn't have to explain to a three-year-old why I was crying. Oh. It's just too much. You know, everyone's been going on about this horror film, Midsummer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, like, it, it psychologically scars you. Mm. I'm telling you, it wouldn't psychologically scar me as much as Toy Story 4 has really? done. It, it's just heartbreaking. Beautiful, like, funny, brilliant, heartbreaking. So, I, I suppose what I'm trying to get at here, and... Um, you know, I, I, I don't want Adrift to become a parenting podcast, but the, there are some, some things you learn about yourself when you become, or, or just about being a parent that you were unaware of before you were that side of the curtain, right? Mm-hmm. And here's one of them. Just how to fill a day. <laughs> like how, Especially when they're up at five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm lucky that he's, he's rarely up quite that early, but days are long mm-hmm. and just filling them so we'd had this day where we'd been out and then we'd been to the pictures and we come out of the pictures and it's only about half past four and bedtime is about eight o'clock so I just think I'm just going to sort of like 
let him choose where we go. Just going to come out of the cinema and we'll just wander the streets like vagrants. <laughs> right, okay. We'll just wander the streets. So we end up opposite the, the picture house that we go to is a town hall. And I end up letting him run up and down the steps outside this town hall like he's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. yeah, yeah. and this seems to be keeping him occupied for quite a long time. Okay, good. And it's it's a nice afternoon. It's sunny. There's like small municipal gardens in front of this town hall, and there is what during the week is a small road in front. But I guess because it's the weekend, or because maybe they've had some event on or something, they've blocked it off. So there are at either ends of this road big plastic barriers. Do you know what I mean? If I talk about the type of barriers they use to block off a road, yeah, yeah. So probably as as wide as as long as a car, mm-hmm. but not much thicker than a couple of bollards. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You, you can picture I'm what I'm talking about. I'm picturing it right now. Yeah. So he's just running around this area. He's got a little toy uh, taxi in his hand. He's banging it up and down on walls. I'm kind of checked out, like checking, looking at him, looking at Twitter, looking at him, looking at Twitter. As you know, that that's my parenting style. <laughs> right, right. He, at some point, he becomes really interested in this bollard, and he's mm. got this toy taxi. And at the end of it, there is a there's a hole, presumably where it can hook onto another bollard, okay. where he can drop it through. And because there's no other barrier or bollard to drop it attach it onto, it just falls onto the floor. Mm-hmm. So he is just amusing himself, dropping this taxi into this hole and then picking it up off the ground. And I think, great, if that's going <laughs> to keep him occupied for ten minutes, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll carry on with my social media tour. Maybe I'm on Instagram by now. Okay. I then sort of hear him go, Daddy, Daddy, it's down the hole. And I look over and he's dropped it down, not the hole at the end, but there's kind of a hole in the middle of this moulded plastic barrier. Mm. So I put my eye to it and what I realise is this barrier is hollow on the inside and this thing has fallen right the way down to ground level. Oh, and also, because there's a hole on top of this thing, mm. rainwater is collected in it. Right. So it's so far down that I can't reach it. Yeah. And I haven't got a stick or anything. And even if I had, really, I'd need something that I could grab. Yeah. So I say to him, Gene, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to get that out of there for you. He's going, Daddy, get it out. Get it. And he starts crying. Oh, no. And then I start feeling like this bad parent and I start like worrying about how it's going to affect him and like <laughs> if I let him down, if I'm unable to keep him and his things safe. So I start looking at this barrier and thinking, how the hell am I going to get this thing out of here? And I think, well, what if I upend it? Right. And then what if I turn it on its head? maybe this taxi will will fall from this bottom section where it's stuck into the top section and maybe then I could snake my hand in and and get it out. You're not really an upending kind of guy. No, no, I'm not Let's just think about that for a moment. And and just to be clear, I'm I'm moving an object which is probably three times my own size. (laughs) Now, it is made out of plastic and it's hollow, (laughs) but at the same time. But, yeah. So... I then become obsessed, like obsessed, because I think it's going to psychologically affect him if I don't get this thing out, <laughs> really? with with getting this thing out. And like, I'm too weak, I'm trying to lift it, I'm putting my shoulder in. I mean, I'm, I'm just become consumed. I eventually get it up on its head, oh, yeah. and then all rainwater starts pouring out. Oh, no. 
um, and then I sort of put my eye to it, and then all the other things that I've collected in the bottom <laughs> of this thing are around the hole. Oh. So all I can see are leaves and bits of junk and things. Oh. So I start fishing my hand into it and pulling out hopefully the taxi but actually what i'm pulling out is like a mulch of leaves and it's oh. disgusting i haven't got a glove on <laughs> and then like a pull out like a horrible old cigarette packet and i'm i mean i feel like i want to be sick touching other people's rubbish like this and then i turn it but you know i have to put it back down again see what's happening put my eye know the thing's still in the bottom but i figure out if i turn it round and then if i tip it to the other i mean it's like a logic puzzle right so i get to a stage again where it's up and all this filthy rainwater's coming out and then the next thing that i fish out with my hand is an like an, an a, a, a half empty can of tuna oh oh yeah it that, that disgusts me and i eat it you don't wait, even eat it wait till what else came oh, out oh no a sock and an insole from someone's shoe right I thought that was worse than the tuna. No, that tuna just revolts me, even though I eat it. <laughs> and and I had to like like move these things to the bin, so I'm carrying them because I can't just leave a pile of junk on the floor in the street. And then the next thing that came out, I know what it was, but I can't let myself accept what it was because I when I touched it, I knew what it was. You're gonna say it. It it was a. There's no other way I said it. It was a method of contraception. Oh my god! He touched it mm. <laughs> because it was a, like said so poured it onto the floor and I had to just, just leave it there. It's the worst thing ever. It was so horrible, and all this is taking place over the so at this point we're a bit over twenty minutes into this process. What's your son doing in the meantime? I mean, he's finding it like honestly. I think like I've never seen more of a hero. To him. <laughs> oh. Is he enjoying it? Yeah, because he thinks like daddy's going to get this taxi, but it's not coming Aww. out. And then, like after all this disgusting stuff, like one, a, like get a tip it over to the other end, back again, and then all this filthy puddle water gushes out, and then out comes the taxi. <gasps> you did it. Honestly, I've never felt like more accomplished in my life. <sighs> and I grabbed it, and I like was so excited. I held it up in the air. As I held it up in the air, guess what happened? What? Applause broke out, <gasps> like completely unbeknownst to me because I was no, so focused no, on the task. No. Like a small crowd had gathered around, <laughs> like so 10 metres away on these steps. No. Like, it was all these women drinking and watching me do this thing. Be a dad hero. Yeah. And this woman ran over to me with a bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Be honest, was it the greatest it day of your life? It was the greatest day of my life, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I still think like I've got all these other issues that I'm going to pass on to my son, and he's going to be, you know, he's he's going to be in therapy himself. <laughs> but in After that one that, moment, on. in that one moment, it was a real triumph. Adrift under your control with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Was that story a bit exhausting? Sorry if I've exhausted everybody with that story. It was gripping. Do you think it was gripping? Because I mean, f- yeah. for me, it was this great moment in my life. But I, I don't know if um, uh, it was maybe something that you had to not only be there, but be me. You had to either be me, my son, or one of those women sat drinking on the steps to appreciate that story. If they don't make a film out of it, honestly, (laughs) I don't know what they will make a film out of. Really? Uh, All right. Uh, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Uh, I'm, I'm ready here. Okay. Dave says, he's got two actually. So the first one is this. When you're next in line at a reception... And the receptionist has finished with the customer ahead of you, but has not yet acknowledged you. Where are you supposed to look? 
I've been struggling with this for years. Uh, I obviously don't want to walk up to the counter before I've been acknowledged. I also don't want to seem overly needy or annoying by staring at them when they clearly aren't ready for me and are busy tying something up. At the same time, however, I don't want to appear as though I have no sense of purpose or create the wrong impression that I'm not in need of assistance. I could go for the classic pull the phone out and pretend to have friends trick and appear as though I'm no rush. But I also don't want to annoy the receptionist by appearing distracted when she is ready for me. Yes, yeah. It's very tricky. This is tricky. I do think, like, I... Uh, so I'm really... I think when it comes to being served at a bar, mm. I have, like, negative energy. that I'm invisible. Mm. But I do think I have a thing in that situation where I've kind of perfected staring, like, into the middle distance. That's the thing to do, isn't it's it? It's the middle distance as you can. You can't stare at them because it puts them under pressure yeah, while yeah. they're doing something But else. if there's some kind of thing above their heads, perhaps, like the sign or the name of the business or a or clock. On, or on the desk, I think, is okay. Yeah, on the desk is okay, yeah. And I would, you know... And smile slightly. A slight smile. Yeah. And I'd say maybe one and a half metres away. I, I agree. Yeah. I think we've got that okay, very okay. easily. Okay. The next one. Since you're both a parents, I thought I would ask you for advice on the topic of parenting in public. I am father to a five-month-old and I always feel a bit uncomfortable when strangers approach me in public and say, oh, he's so cute. I'm not exactly clear on the most socially appropriate response to compliments about my baby's appearance are. Even though I appreciate the gesture and can see that they are trying to be kind, should I agree and say something like, yeah, he's pretty adorable, isn't he? Do I say nothing and just smile? Or do I thank the stranger? I feel odd no matter which response I choose. If I agree with them, I feel like I'm being too cocky or proud. Yet if I say nothing, I feel like I'm being too dismissive. And if I thank them, I feel like I'm accepting praise for something that I don't necessarily deserve. It's like saying, thank you, yeah, we tried really hard to get a good looking one. <laughs> Any advice you can give would be wonderful. Good say. Do you want him? <laughs> I think that's such a good one. I think it's really, I think he sums up exactly yeah, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. it's hard and we yeah. Why it's, you don't know what to say? What What do you think? I also throw throw my son over a, under the bus a little bit. I say, you should see him the other eighty percent of the time. Oh yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You should have seen him when blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not so cute. You well, wasn't so cute at five o'clock this morning. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Make some sort of joke of it. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah, well, yeah you're you sort of slagging him. <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> it's an awful you're, impulse. Yeah, really, you're just slagging him off. I know it's mean. So that isn't the answer, really, or is yeah. it? I don't know. But yeah, if you say thank you, you just feel like. Well, why am I? Why am I saying thank you? I didn't do anything. Um, I mean, thank my... you on behalf of him. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. I feel like my wife's joke, which is sort of what I stole right at the beginning, it would be something like, um, uh, "Oh, um, great, you have him, and I'll pick him up this time next week." Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you like him so much, <laughs> I don't you have him. <laughs> And I, did that. I didn't get that right today. I'll need to work on that. There's definitely a tone that you're not hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll keep working on that. But I think somewhere within there, there is the answer. Yes. Okay, so let's go to this one then from Anon. When I put my washing on the line and go out for the day, my neighbour keeps taking the washing off the line, folding it and leaving it at the back door. Oh. First time was okay, but it's happened since then. She says it's because she thought it was going to rain. But on three occasions, it hasn't rained. <laughs> as much as it's a lovely gesture, it's a bit creepy. How do I tell her not to do it? There is something a bit weird about it because it's someone touching your clothes. Okay, bearing in mind what we've heard about your inability to confront a neighbour yeah. on even sort of like outright outspoken racism. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, and, and you know potential murder. Yeah, I mean you're not the. Surely you don't have anything to contribute here. I would say absolutely nothing, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, I mean I think that's that's what I. I would think the say. golden rule, and I think I've got this from my mum, is with your neighbours, never ever have any kind of like angry interaction because you've got to live next to them. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the golden rule. But it's also I think like the sad thing about that is it's it's also why you should never really foster that closer friendship with your neighbours because if it goes wrong can't escape yeah 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 so just do nothing yeah i mean buy a tumble dryer <laughs> even if it involves you like getting one on hp from one of these like rip off um, white goods uh, companies where they charge like a 200 apr <laughs> you could do some kind of passive aggressive deterrent like i don't know put um padlocks on your pegs <laughs> No, I was thinking more like chewing gum on the pegs. So when they touch it, it goes on their fingers and they're like... Your neighbour would like that. <laughs> okay, what about like some kind of tuna oil grease on the pegs? So they're like, they touch it and their hands are greasy and smell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? Okay, pepper, that, pepper. That, <laughs> I'm just thinking of a deterrent. No, I mean, th- I think we know the... So honest- they don't want to... They, yeah, oh, I don't want to uh, touch their pegs. Their pegs are dirty. That yeah, kind of no, the, the trouble is, yeah, you just got to do nothing. Okay. I mean, it's 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 uncomfortable. Or move house, obviously. Yeah. Tumble yeah. dryer, move house. Those okay. are your options. Nothing, tumble dryer, move house. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. If you have a, uh, a, a question uh, of a social situation where you need to know what the correct etiquette is, then you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it. Uh, do bring a friend next time. If they don't like it, then uh, d- don't tell us. Bad for our self-esteem. Yep. But always good to see if you can recruit another drifter. We know it's a largely unsuccessful endeavour, but every now and again, every now and again, one slips through the net. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Uh, Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our little eye dents. Patrick Gunning and Juana Babu provide technical support. Carla Gowlett took the photo... Sorry? Phonos? Phonos? What What are these phonos you speak of? <laughs> Am I on them? Is phono like an old word for record? Yeah, like it is. phonogram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, I think some podcast did that. Maybe No Such Thing as a Fish put out a special episode on vinyl once. Nice. But it's been done, isn't it? So we can't yeah. do that. We'll do, we'll do a cassette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flexi discs. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. Used to come on the front of magazines. Yeah, maybe we could do that. Yeah. Uh, sorry in case you're a young person who's accidentally listened to this and you think we're speaking a foreign language. No, young people love vinyl. They're crazy about it. I know, it. I think a flexi disc might be a step uh, too far though. You're quite right, you're Kim Rainey made the artwork. And uh, and thank you for listening. You can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And uh, w- one question before I go. Hmm? Do I look like an effing doorman? <laughs> Adrift. You're still fanning yourself over Sorry, there. Sorry, yes, quite hot, isn't it's, it? It's unbelievable. If if you knew, if you knew, drifters, what we have gone through to bring you today's podcast. Yep. I mean, it is like we're in Vietnam, isn't it? What do you think? Twenty-two degrees, twenty-three. <laughs>
right, podication time. This comes from uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Fosbrook Minnell, who says, Ahoy. Ahoy. Just pause for the old timers. Mm-hmm. You know what uh, I would usually say at this juncture, but I'm not going to. Good. Let you fill in the blank yourself. Mm. Um, sorry to be dramatic, but I'd like to request an ultra-urgent, special, important podication for your very next show, if at all possible. Thank you, please. I'd like to request a podication that I can play for my darling wife, Amanda, who is turning the small 4-0 on Saturday the 20th. Uh, I'd wanted to do big things for her special birthday, making it extra special as the day is bringing a fair amount of sadness her way for a multitude of reasons. I'm sorry. Um, And what bigger, more special thing... Could there be then a podication read aloud by the praise redacted uh, Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port? Okay, so plenty of things spring to mind. Uh, but seeing as she loathes any spotlight on her birthday, I thought this would be perfect. The reason why this is an ultra urgent podication is because I would like to use your very own voices to break the surprise present. Mm. So it's not just it's us. Yeah. We're just the bearers of good news. Mm. And here that comes. So I'm now returning from my voice to the voice of Nathaniel, who says. So here it is, Amanda, my love. I don't, I don't think he wanted you to do that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's not like in the email, so. I was just trying to... Ad- you, you were improvising, be honest. I wasn't improvising, mean, it's his words. He says, Amanda, my love. No, but- you made a weird, creepy noise. I thought it was a romantic noise. Oh, did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Amanda, my love. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you continually amaze me with your kindness, thoughtfulness and general loveliness. You enrich the lives of those around you and could not be a better mother to Kaylee. Life may keep throwing us curveballs and we may not be where we wanted to be or with the size family we wanted at this stage. But what we have is more than I ever imagined I could dare ask for. Thank you so much for settling for me. Today, we'll start with a quick treasure hunt, followed by a camping trip. Your main present will come later, though, as you will go behind the scenes at Dudley Zoo and interact with the chimpanzees. Oh! Interact with? That means means a tea party, right? Yeah. (laughs) What you must do. Yeah, careful, they'll have your arm off. (laughs) That's amazing! What a present that is! Oh, that's the best! Yes! Wow! Oh, I wish somebody would do something like that for me. Me too. My wife will never hear me say that, though. That's the sad thing. I mean, she does sometimes download the podcast, but I don't think she ever makes it this far. Right, yeah. Anyway, let's not make this about us. No, let's, no. let's carry on uh, uh, making this about Amanda. It continues. So from Kaylee and I, we love you very much. And your first clue is lay your head down to rest to see if you're a proper princess. What do you think it means? What's this clue? Princess, Austin princess, the car, <laughs> Princess Diana, uh, Diana doors, go through the door. You're getting some new patio doors. <laughs> Leave the guessing to Amanda, okay. I think, yeah. Well, Amanda, I hope 
your birthday is wonderful. I mean, what a great thing that's going to be. Mm. In t- behind the scenes, backstage oh. at the zoo. Just wonderful. Uh, so there we go. From from Kaylee and Nathaniel, happy birthday to Amanda. And, and sort of reading between the lines, you've not had the greatest time of it recently. So I hope, I hope things are getting better. All right. And this comes from Imperial Princess. I think there's a connection. <laughs> Ellie Brammer. Who says, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. I would like to request a podication for my wonderful friend, Sarah Wilcock, for her birthday, which is on the 14th of July. We have been friends since our daughters were little, and now they are starting high school together in September. Titherington High in Macclesfield. Do you know it well? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if Titherington High existed when I was a kid. Hmm. It was Fally Broom, Mac High... Riles Park, that was our school, now closed down and demolished. Mm. Um, yeah, there was there was Titherington, there okay. definitely was. There okay. definitely was. What were the others, Annabelle? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dearie me. I'm surprised there are so many high schools there. Is that big, is it? Well, it's a town, isn't it? Yeah, know. there still seems a lot. Anyway, go on. Um, where, where are we up to? Uh, Sarah is the most amazing friend. I suffer with anxiety and I know she is always there to listen and not judge. She is the best. Plus, she's a fellow drifter since I introduced her to a drift a while ago. She's even sent in a story. So I just want to say in the words of the Golden Girls, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> uh, and have a fabulous birthday, Imperial Princess Ellie Brammer. So there we go. Latest edition of the podcast is podicated to Sarah Wilcock and to Amanda uh, many happy returns, the both of you. And if you would like a podication for yourself, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 